0: Welcome to it. Happy Monday, Bruce. How are you? Healthy, alive. Yeah, doing well. You know, we didn't put out an exclusive on Saturday, and I am a a bit upset about it. I did put out an announcement that uh, we weren't able to do that, uh, but... Uh, It was due to circumstances beyond our control uh, and some technical difficulties of a certain nature, so it didn't happen. Of course, the week before that, we had a holiday, so we haven't done an exclusive in two weeks, but rest assured, this week, at the end of this week, you will have that exclusive podcast, Come Hell or High Water, you will have it, uh, because I don't plan on missing this week.
1: Barring an EMP blast or something like that. barring that,
0: yes, uh, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into that here shortly, but barring that, Uh, Yes, Uh, but due to circumstances beyond our control and some unforeseen set of circumstances, we were unable to produce a uh, an exclusive podcast. So we do apologize to the Telegram subscribers, Uh, but that will not happen this week. Hopefully, Uh, uh, barring an EMP, God forbid, you know. So um, all right. Let's go ahead and get started. Shall we start? where would you like to start? Do you want to start with the Russia stuff or do you want to start with the uh the uh, the Fauci stuff? We got a lot of audio to play today.
1: A lot of audio. Uh so uh, where would you like to start? We, honestly, we could start with the uh the home front first and then kind of progress over because uh uh yeah, I, I kind of feel like the COVID thing is the uh dying narrative, if you will. And then we can yeah. progress into the next narrative. Yeah. OK. The sainted
0: Dr. Anthony Fauci. And like I said, we got a lot of audio of him today. Uh, congressman also from the 4th District in my state of Ohio also had to sit down with him in a uh, House committee meeting. So we're going to be playing some of that audio as well. And to be honest with you, I, I love Jim Jordan. I think he's great. Uh, I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he goes for reelection. But um, we'll see. Uh, OK, so Fauci says that he was on uh, MSNBC uh, with Joy Reid. And he said that fully vaccinated people could go to indoor restaurants, but you want to be careful if there's a high infection rate in the community. So last week, you couldn't go to restaurants, according to him. This week, you can, but you want to be careful if there's a high infection rate. Well, what is a high infection rate? What is that? So on Friday, MSNBC's The Readout... What a great name for a show. The White House Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, said that fully vaccinated people can go to indoor restaurants, but it's a relative risk. It's a relative risk. When you have a lot of infection in the community, then you want to be careful. That's why we say wear a mask. So she then turned around and asked, well, if fully vaccinated people can eat at indoor restaurants, fly or hug their older relatives, are there really people that
1: haven't done this for a year? Yeah, I, I know of some people that haven't uh, had any physical contact with another human being for You've a year. you got to be kidding me. Like what? That's
0: wow. Fauci went on to say to those questions, it depends on the level of infection in your community. It doesn't matter what the level of infection is. Did you hear what he just said? He just contradicted himself right there. Mm-hmm. It dep- Listen to this again. It depends on the level of infection in your community. It doesn't matter what the level of infection is. He actually said, I'm quoting him. I'm quoting him. If you are vaccinated and you want to have something in the home, you, your family, if they're vaccinated, if grandma... Wants to come in and she's vaccinated and see her grandchildren, they don't necessarily obviously need to be vaccinated. So, just so we're clear, it depends on the level of infection in your community. Then it doesn't matter what the level of infection is. Then, if you're vaccinated and you want to have people in your home, if they're vaccinated, if grandma wants to come in and she's vaccinated and see her grandchildren, they don't necessarily obviously need to be
1: vaccinated. Can anybody else follow this? Because I cannot. I really cannot. And the other thing that's, that's difficult with all this, and they're saying, you know, look at the number of cases in your community and all that kind of stuff, ignoring the fact that he just gaslit uh, the people that were listening, ignoring that fact, just looking at the number of active cases, the problem you run into, they say two weeks, right? So if you have symptoms two weeks from there, you're basically clean, if you will, right? Really, it's 10 so days, but two weeks originally. Flatten so, the curve, got it. Right, basically, yeah. So here's the problem. If you go on and you go two weeks ago, okay, so two weeks ago, we had 36,000 new cases in the US across the board. In one day. In, it, it, well, I, I, that, that's where the problem lies. If you go forward two weeks, now they're saying 78,000. But two weeks ago, that 30,000, that 30, you would have to d- deduct it from the cases active there.
0: Okay, go back a year. Go back a year. Maybe we're looking at this all wrong, because now you've got the European leaders that are saying leaders. I'm doing the quotes that are saying the same thing. What we play last week when Marnie was on with Boris Johnson. We now know that the lockdowns were key in stopping the spread of the virus and not the vaccines. Mm -hmm. So you're saying the vaccines are irrelevant. Is that what you're saying? So you're saying that those don't work. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. But then he says the lockdowns were key in it. So what does that mean? And Marty, Marty hit it on the head. He said that that means that more are coming. Now you've got Merkel that wants to grab power in Germany. They want to do this on Wednesday. So her and her party want to be now, of course, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen is it's going to turn into a a really bad scenario. You've already got one party that's clamoring to have them uh, completely shut down. So it's it's just turned into an absolute fiasco. So now everybody's saying, well, wait a minute. Well, no, it was the lockdowns. Let's go back a year. OK. Where uh, were so we a year ago at this time? We'll go, we were in we'll the initial back. stages of locking down because two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Then yeah. they said, oh, no, we need two more. And then we need two more. And finally, after a month and a half, but see what happened. We were trending out of the cold and flu season, but we were locked down from the point we were trending out of the cold and flu season. So they couldn't keep that agenda. So what happened? We trended right into allergy season, didn't we? So the cases Mm -hmm. went back up and that's what they're doing again here. Rochelle Walensky, the CDC chief, she just said the other day, well, we're going to have to start all over like we did last year
1: at this time. She just said that the other day. So this is where, uh, I'm I'm going to use the April 4th going okay so it goes April 16th is the newest mm-hmm. information that's on here mm-hmm. and using the April 4th to April 4th it's 35,000 it is April 4th last year April 4th this year it was 36,000.
0: Interesting. That
1: almost now, sounds
0: which hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because when we were seeing the numbers coming out of China in the initial stages, you know what was interesting about those numbers that we we knew that those numbers were fake. Do you know you know what was interesting about those numbers? It was literally going up 2.2%, 2.2%, 2.2%, 2. if you watch the curve coming out of China from the cases from the CDC and Johns Hopkins, it was 2.2% every single time it was 2.2%. What do you have now? 2.2%, don't you?
1: Well, uh, r- roughly, but the the catch is um, the number of seven-day average. The seven-day average this year is 64,000. The seven-day average last year was uh, 26,000. But again, the problem lies with we don't know what they're doing. Uh, I would have to see all the, the numbers on this and not just in a graph because I need to know the data you put in, two weeks out, did you remove it? Like. you know, so you, you added, you know, 30,000 to the active cases list. Well, after two weeks, those cases are no longer active, uh, according to CDC's own standards, uh, which actually it's 10 days. So I'm, I'm going by the old standard uh, being generous here. Um, Are they removing it? And I, I, I can't, I can't, Accurately say they are or aren't. Now, if you use up to the sixteenth, this is this is where it gets a little murky. April sixteenth last year it was thirty-one thousand. April sixteenth this year was seventy-eight thousand. Again, we're running into the issue of: um, Are you purging the previous data? It's still the same. You know, it's still roughly the same. About seventy thousand active cases on average. So it's about the same as what it was on April 4th. But I I just have difficulty trusting the data when they're not showing the entirety of the data. And I I don't have all the previous data leading up to it. So um, could be totally accurate, could all be skewed. And the other thing is, is I don't know how heavily back then, because we we first started talking about this last year, how uh, when hospitals report cases, influenza cases, as COVID cases, they get more money. I don't know how prevalent that was back April then versus April now. No, it now, it took them a while to the get the scheme hurting. hurting. Yeah.
0: yeah, it took them a while to get the scheme and we didn't see massive testing until I would say about mid-summer last year. We didn't see it. Yeah. Because Probably about none the of the time testing the spike was, started. Yeah, th- that's right about the time the spike started because more testing means more cases and the way that they were dialing in those tests, you're setting those things at 35 to 45? My god, you could find anything with those things. Yeah. On top of that, I I mean, we saw video after video after video. We saw a guy in the uh, we saw an Austrian member of parliament test his Coca-Cola on a PCR test and it came back positive right there in front of everybody. Yeah. We also saw a German doctor or excuse me, a German lab worker test a can of Red Bull and it came back positive right there on the spot. Here's the thing. The PCR test can be used however they want. Right. That's the other thing is they can be manipulated. They can be fine-tuned they can say whatever you need them to say that's the that's the beauty of them from the standpoint of control is if you've declared a national emergency and you have abdicated the power to the government and the health departments which is what they've done right we're not looking at militaries anymore now we're looking at white lab coats okay that's the only difference make the trade-off so they now have the power they have these uh, fraudulent testing systems they can make them say whatever they want so this goes on but then again we're we're not paying attention to the other aspect of it. So the PCR tests, the the other aspect of the PCR test is that they're not standardized. Now we know that they're they're basically fraudulent anyway. We're t- I'm talking about the swab tests. I'm not talking about the antibodies tests. Those are actually accurate. But the swab tests, these these quick whatever they are tests, the the ones that they take the swab in your nose or back your throat or whatever it is, that they're not standardized. Anybody can make these things. Anybody. And there's been some talk. I, I, now, I've, I've not looked at personal cases of this, but there's been some talk of people getting sick after they take the PCR test. So what does that mean? Were the tests themselves contaminated to purposely spread COVID and make the numbers higher? I'm just asking a question. That's
1: all. Or we have the, to the ask person, these questions. The person may have had um, the virus dormant in, in their nasal cavity and then shoving a swab through there and then drawing it back through the nasal cavity may have. That's possible, um, too cause them to to catch it. So
0: that's possible, too. But the fact that these tests weren't standardized and made one way, I think that has a lot to say, too, because all these different places and all these different countries were making all these different tests and no one had the same standards. The Germans were testing at forty five. My God, forty five. You could I could test my desk right now and it would test positive. I was making the the argument back then that you could test an eggplant and it would test positive. It could at forty five if you're cycling at 45 if you're cycling at 0 what is it going to show answer is nothing well tw- 25 20 to 25 okay 20 to 25
1: it's going to show almost yeah. nothing yeah yeah at, at that at that capacity it would show whether or not you're truly you truly have the virus and are shedding it at 20 to 25 that that is the rate that according to gp even that that's what they should have been testing at. That's what all the other tests back in the you know as far as in, any influenza flu whatever, um, they they all do the same tests at at, at that rate for for viral load. And we've talked about it before. Going the high numbers like you're talking, uh, you can have just fragments of of virus that your body has already destroyed, and it, it it'll show up as as active.
0: All right, so let's get into some audio. Let's get into the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci was on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd just the other day. Let's hear what he had to say.
2: Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask? Okay, this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to, but the, currently the reason is that when you get vaccinated, you are clearly diminishing dramatically your risk of getting infected. That's one of the things we got to make sure everybody understands. You dramatically diminish it. However, what happens is that you might get infected and get absolutely no symptoms, not know you're infected, and then inadvertently go into a situation with vulnerable people. And if you don't have a mask, you might inadvertently infect them. Now, there's a small risk of that, but it's there. The other thing is that there may be variants that are circulating. We know New York area has their own variant, a 526, there's a South African variant. Fortunately for us, Chuck, the 117 variant that is dominant in Europe and in UK is also now dominant in the United States. Thank goodness the vaccine works very well against that variant. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah.
0: Thank goodness. Now, he just said that uh, you you need to make sure of all the people that could be compromised and, and at risk in that group. But then he just said the day before on MSNBC that you don't necessarily have to be vaccinated or if you are, then no one else needs to be. But... Like you talk about a flip flop, right? when he says that um, if grandma wants to come in and see her her grandkids and she's vaccinated, they don't necessarily obviously need to be vaccinated. They can't, nor does the mother need to be vaccinated. But yet, then he says the next day, all right? He said that on Friday. Then the next day, he just said what he just said. I, I can't follow this guy. Like I, I've I've literally like I've thrown the towel in on Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's easy to pick up on flip flops. That much is apparent. But now this guy, like he's laying it. He's doubling down. He's doubling down. He's gone so far out there that uh, does he honestly think does he really believe the stuff? I really don't know. Does he think that people don't follow him? Because there are people out there that hang on his every word. Does he think that people don't follow him around on all these networks? The man's never met a TV camera he hasn't loved. Do people think that he he's not followed? Does he think that people don't follow him on all these
1: networks? No, I, I think he fully knows that people do. And that's why he's Uh, flip-flopping he's expecting people to hang on his every word uh it's a uh, really it's more of a narcissistic stance it seems like what he's taking but there was a point i was going to make towards the beginning of it and i forgot what it was now from uh, from the the beginning of the clip we have common problems should i play it again yeah yeah play just that first bit again if you would why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask OK,
2: this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to. But that right,
1: current- that, that right there, if he's saying in the beginning there of that clip, he says, as we get more information, you're going to find out that you don't need a mask. Well, hold on. It sounds like you already know that you don't need a mask. So why are you mandating people wear a mask even though they have a vaccine? The other thing that really kind of bugs me and maybe this this is a point that r- really it would be nice to have GP here to get get a better understanding on this one, but my understanding as far as uh shedding virus and and you know you being contagious to someone else, you're going to have symptoms of some kind. For you to be asymptomatic, that means the viral load isn't high enough for your body to be reacting to it. As such, you're not going it, to it's not shedding. In other words, you're not you know, uh perspiring or spitting or any of those kind of things, virus, right? There's not enough. So if that's the case, then why why is he saying you're gonna spread it as an asymptomatic? Asymptomatic spread is something like 0.07% of the time that that it ha- like it is so rare that even when somebody's vaccinated, is he admitting that it's a therapeutic and not an actual vaccine? I mean, there's so many different ways you could look at that one. It's like another instance of gaslighting.
0: On the flip-flop aspect, okay, I mean, we, we got him on that one. But this one, this might explain the flip-flop. He admits uh, considering personal freedoms over COVID restrictions, very frustrating. It's It's been very frustrating for him to consider these things. Because, I mean, you know, right, right now, he says, all we need to do is we need to get this pandemic behind us. And I couldn't agree more. I I couldn't agree more, but he's making that very difficult uh, because he's still there, quite frankly. He sat down with Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. And let's hear how that conversation went. Right. Let's just start with uh, let's just start with this one.
3: Give us your best guess then. I just did. No, you didn't. You didn't give us a time. What, when do you think this is good? Are we going to be doing are we going to be here two years from now wearing masks? No, if I Jim don't. I Dr. don't. Fauci the same question.
2: Well, let, let me let me answer your ranting again. Let me no, just I'm not ranting. Yes, you are.
3: No, here's how it works. Shut up and answer the question. I get to ask you the question. You're the highest paid official in the United States government. You've given us your advice on baseball, on dating apps, on cruise ships. You told us zero masks, one mask, two masks, now back to one mask. I'm just asking you, when is it going to end? You can say I'm ranting. I'm actually asking the question that the citizens—I get the privilege of representing—and my name actually goes on a ballot. I don't think your name's ever been on a ballot. My name goes on a ballot. The citizens I represent want to know the answer to when they can get their liberties back. You, know, you can I know. call that ranting. I actually call it standing up for the Constitution, which I take an oath to uphold, Doctor Fauci, every year, every term that I serve in this Congress, representing the folks in the Fourth District of Ohio. So it is not ranting. It is defending the first amendment by And we'd like an answer or your best guess since yeah. you got an answer
0: for everything else. You know, we Ohio folk are quite feisty uh, when it comes to to certain topics. And this guy right here deserves every bit of what Congressman Jordan just gave him. He deserves every everybody. That's the least this guy deserves. And he went on. We'll play more of that in just a minute. What do you think? Uh, so
1: far, I'm liking it. I, I like the uh, snarkiness, the bit of uh, passive aggressiveness uh, to it as well. I like it. Personally. And honestly, the the questions that he's asking are legitimate questions. The the ironic thing in this though is those freedoms and liberties he's talking about there, those technically weren't taken by the government. No. Those were technically willingly given up by the
0: populace. That's the other thing. I mean, that that's something that's an interesting point you bring up there because If you look at all of this, right, in all of these countries, whether you're in Germany, whether you're in uh, the Netherlands, whether you're in Switzerland, whether you're in Belgium, the UK, the US, Canada, doesn't matter. They haven't been going down each and every street like the Gestapo, making sure everybody's staying in their houses, have they? They actually didn't have to do that. And albeit, I mean, it makes their job a lot easier because we just kind of went along with it. We just capitulated to it. Well, the UK kind of did, didn't
1: they? Uh, they well, they yeah,
0: we've had the of... occasional we've had the occasional door kick in. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah, we've sti- yeah. we're still seeing those videos. Uh, Canada, right? The Canadians are dealing with that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the the Germans they're dealing with that too. So. We've been seeing the occasional door kick-ins without a doubt, right? Without a doubt. Uh, We've been seeing police out there wailing on people that are wanting their rights back, the protesters. Here's the thing. You want your rights back in this position. I'm speaking from a historical standpoint. I understand history. I understand how these things work. And I can tell you how this ends. I can tell you how this ends. I can tell you who's involved. I can tell you what they're doing. I can tell you how to end it. You're not going to like my answer, but I can tell you how to end it. And you can end it real fast. But in this aspect, when we're at this point that we're in now, the only way you get your freedom back is when you take it. See, freedom is not given. Freedom's taken. You have to take freedom. You have to earn freedom. You don't just get it. The government just doesn't say, to use a Barack Obama thing here, what are you going to do, wave a magic wand? (laughs) What are you going to do? They don't. They don't just give you freedoms. They don't they're not gonna give you back what they wrongfully stole from you. They're not gonna do that. Certainly, you're not gonna get your freedom back based on comments like this.
1: If you want freedom and if you want social justice, take the vaccine.
0: See, that right there, that makes somebody that has half of a brain walk away even more than what they did before. So the government doesn't give freedom in that aspect. When you hear a piece of trash like that, that I just played, when you hear that, that's not somebody that gives you freedom. That right there is somebody that you have to take freedom from. Now, I'm not saying take away his freedom, because if you take away his freedom, you take away your own. That's not how this works. That's not what I mean. What I mean is is that everybody gets the same amount of freedom all the way around, or nobody gets any. That's how it always works. So, Congressman Jim Jordan went on with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Let's hear the rest of the conversation.
3: Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone on, please?
2: When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high. What is low enough? Give me a number. What I mean, uh, we we, we had 15 days
3: to slow the spread turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to
2: happen before Americans get their freedoms? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low, that it is no longer a threat. Oh, Thats when, and I believe when that happens, you will see what mm-hmm. determines
3: when I'm sorry what what measure what, what I mean are, are we just going to continue this forever or when does when does no. when do we get to the point what measure what standard what objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before? before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back.
2: You know, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing,
3: Congressman (laughs) Jordan. Well, that's obvious.
2: As a public health thing. but the, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution
3: completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a
2: pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level, there's a threat again of major Dr. Fauci.
3: Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church your right to assemble your right to petition your government freedom of the press freedom of speech have all been assaulted I mean for a year now Americans haven't been able to go to church even today when they go to church they're limited in the size of of, of worshipers who can
0: meet your right to assemble oh my goodness that almost sounds like you Bruce do you think that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are canceled during a pandemic or a virus outbreak it's certainly
1: not uh to to, to his credit there um he would have been or, or he was much more um Professional in in his way of addressing him uh, than than I want to be uh, about it. The I have very unchristianly things to say to Dr. Fauci. The 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 thing about it is is what Fauci was just signaling there. Um, there is no end. The end is when I say the end is. He's enjoying the power and the authority he has. Uh, if you if you notice there, he didn't give any kind of uh, concrete answer. He gave wishy-washy generalized statements that have no uh, like um discernible end point or beginning point. He he didn't even he said the virus is at such a high level give us the number. What is so high about it? What what is it? You know, give us a solid concrete number. Well, he did say that you want to be careful
0: if the level of infection in the community is, is extremely high. But then he said, but we don't know what that number is. If you, if you remember, we started, we led tonight with
1: that. So uh, gaslighting, that's all it is. just gaslighting. It, it, there, there is no end point. It's only when they say it's over. And but honestly, <laughs> to your point about the, your, your freedoms and everything, you want your freedoms back? Very simple, very very simple task. Just stop following their edicts in mass. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the, uh, do you remember the old drug
0: saying, the anti-drug slogan that they had back when we were kids? Just say no. You remember that? Yeah, just say yeah. no. Yeah, just say no. Yeah, yeah. Sa- same thing here. Just say no. Yeah, you know, th- th- no. that's that's it right there. That's it. You just have to stop. When when I said a year ago, I said, if you want COVID to end, ignore them. Ignore them. Go about your business. Literally, go about your business. Open your business. Ignore these people. Now, they're going to come around. They're going to threaten you. They're going to do uh, whatever. But I said, If you ignore them in this scenario, they'll come back at you with something else. That's how this works. Let me just break it down to all the fools out there that don't quite get this yet. This is 21st century warfare. They don't have to come at you with militaries anymore. That's over. That's the old world. We're in a new world now. And they are, what they believe, someone that knows better than you. They know better than you. You can't make those decisions you can't protect yourself. We have to protect you. We're going to close all the gyms. We're going to shut down all of the social areas so you can't conspire with each other and mount a resistance against what we're doing because we know better than you. Don't exercise. Don't eat healthy. Don't take vitamins and minerals. Stay locked in your house. Shut your business. Watch Netflix. Eat junk food. Order up as much fast food as you want. And wait for a vaccine. Now, is that somebody that has your health in mind? I would argue, hell no. Absolutely
1: not. Everything you just listed there is a a violation of the last 100 years plus of virus uh, research that we know. Like, where are they talking about vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin K, you know, calcium, all those things you need to properly digest those things and boost your immune system? Where are they talking about those things? They haven't been talking about those things. How is it, what what's the greatest source of vitamin D that you can get? Sunlight. And you know what? It doesn't take much sunlight to begin with. About 10 uh, minutes, 10-15 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really small. I thought it was going to be higher than that, but it no, it's like 10-15 minutes a day. And even then, like it you don't even necessarily have to have that. I think it was like 10 to 15 minutes for like Four days of the week, or something like that, to get what you need out of a week, or something like
0: yeah. You, it, you it, need it, yeah. Basically, the minimum daily value. If we're talking supplement levels, vitamin D three minimum daily value is one thousand IU's a day. That's standard. I mean, if you look at any multivitamin out there, you know Centrum's a good multivitamin that you can get just about anywhere. That's about what's in it. About seven thousand IU's a week is what you need. Or, as you say, of course, that's supplementing. Nothing's going yeah. to beat what you get outside in the sunlight. Nothing's going to beat that. No amount of supplementing can actually do better than the real thing. Uh, it's yeah. just like if you go out and you you uh, you supplement, uh, I, I don't know, you know, vitamin C. Nothing, I mean, yes, it's going to be okay. The pills, basically, the, the vitamin C pills, there's really nothing in them, right? That's just a gimmick, mostly. Uh, if you want vitamin C, then there's other ways of getting it. And of course, citrus fruits and all that stuff. But, you know, nothing's going to be as good as the natural source of things. Nothing. So,
1: yeah. And you you, you have to also like when you're researching those things, um, you know, for for optimum vitamin D consumption, I think you need calcium as well to, to really assimilate it. And Uh, really all the vitamins and minerals that we take all kind of work together for assimilating each other and and you know properly functioning so uh, i do recommend
0: is a good one but you need black pepper extract for absorption so right if you take vitamin k and same thing with vitamin d i think you need some some black pepper extract for absorption so you need to put some black pepper some crushed black pepper or whatever it is on your food when you eat because this will allow you to absorb those things, and it'll allow you to, your body to work synergistically to absorb those vitamins and processes, minerals, and, and supplements. Sorry, go
1: ahead. It's almost like what we're talking about is don't eat the fast foods. Instead, eat a healthy, balanced diet, get you some sunshine, and you know if you're, you're really concerned about it, you can have a supplement as well. Really, you shouldn't have to take a supplement if you're eating healthy, but if you're unable to eat really healthy, uh, find a good supplement uh, as well. But it doesn't hurt to boost your immune system during this time, you know, for example. Really, it's not during any um, flu season, it's good to to boost your immune system anyway, especially if you're going to be around large numbers of people. It's just it's just wise to do that, you know, beforehand, like a week before you go out and a week after just boost your immune system. Um, and, you know, so if you're going to like a convention or or something like that. But an interesting thing, as well as um, Christians, you're supposed to be going to church every day, yeah, or every Sunday, yeah, at least. Kind of interesting that you interact with other human beings and boost your immune system that way because you're exposed to different bacteria and viruses and whatnot in your immune system, huh? And we haven't been allowed to, um, as the uh, is he a senator or is he congressman? A congressman, congressman. Um, Jim Jordan, is that is that what it was? Yeah. Congressman Jim Jordan, as he was saying there, um, your freedoms, your First Amendment rights have been trampled upon. Well, those, it's not just your, those are also part of your health as well. Uh, 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 you know, getting, uh, interacting with one another, mental health, physical health, all those kind of things. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, um, to put it mildly, in Dr. Fauci's stance, saying, well, I'm trying to reduce viral load or, or, you know, people dying of the virus. What about the people dying of overdose? What about the people dying of suicide? What about the people dying from you know the the depression and and anxiety and all the stuff, all the side effects that we're having of being locked down? What about them? What about the businesses that have been lost? What about the lives that were shortened? There's an element of uh, your wealth is tied to like your medical care, and really the wealth of an entire uh, nation affects the the outcome of healthcare because if the the entire nation decreases in GDP output then your healthcare is going to decrease as well because you don't have people researching it and you don't have people paying for the products. So how, how much has this hurt us in the long run, not just in the immediate deaths, but in the shortening of lives? What about the people that were took up drinking again because they were unable to attend their AA meetings or, or, you know, just have that, that, what's the word I'm looking for where, where others around you are, are helping you, um, Sponsors. It's a c word, and I, I, am yeah. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll think of it here, and we'll get what's five minutes what, down the road. What are you, what are you like, trying to, what are you trying to describe? I can't. It's not counselors. It's not like they're. It's not a mentorship. It's, it's more of a. They help hold you accountable just by, just by being there and available and being around you.
0: Well, that's what we, that, that that's what we'd refer to. And like, it, if you got somebody's going through rehab, that's what you'd refer to them as, like a sponsor. So okay, someone. Well, someone that you would call, for example, you say, hey, because you, you you see the people that are prone to like substance abuse and they're like, you know, somebody that has a drinking problem, they pick up the phone and they call someone that they're sponsored by whatever and mm-hmm. say, I feel like I need to drink. And then basically they'll talk you down off a ledge.
1: Okay. That, that, that's basically the, the, the person I'm referencing. I, I think where, where I'm, the, the difference is, is I'm thinking the religious version of that because that's the only one, that's the one that comes to mind. Um, but there, there's a anyway, I'll, I'll remember it here in a bit and we'll get done. And or tomorrow I'll be like, damn it. That was the word I was thinking of <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, sponsors. So they 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 don't have contact with those people directly. Right. What happens when you're alone at home and you're feeling depressed and you have that craving for alcohol? You don't you don't you don't have that uh, uh, person there available to you support. But Bruce, if you get vaccinated, you get free donuts for a year. Mm, yeah, yeah. That uh, uh, what 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 was one of the number one causes of COVID being so severe? Oh, what was it it something obesity about
0: uh, and ov- ob- obesity and people being overweight oh. and unhealthy? Oh. Yeah, I, I mm. think that was what it was. As a matter of fact, Bill Maher even covered that the other day. He said, "Why are we continuing to go along with all these COVID restrictions when we're like we're we're not even promoting healthy lifestyles?" Bill Maher said this. Bill Maher, the big liberal guy on HBO, Bill Maher, the guy that I don't agree with on 99.9% of stuff, he hit it out of the park here recently when he said, why aren't we hearing about how to be healthy? Instead, when we look at the hospitalizations and the COVID deaths, most of these people, over 90% of them were obese or morbidly obese or overweight or unhealthy. Why aren't we hearing about that? Instead, we're continuing to go along with the restrictions. But now we're in the realm of we're going along with the restrictions just because we follow that political line, not because we're looking at common sense. We're following the agenda based on politics rather than based on science. Bill Maher. Or peer pressure. Yeah, at Bill- this point. Exactly. Bill Maher is making this making this point. Not me. Not me. Bill Maher. The big leftist Bill Maher. I mean, I, I know that I, I keep saying that, but here's somebody that is, I want to say like a... um. You know, because the, the, the left, they always follow like the TV personalities and all that stuff and the talk mm-hmm. shows and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Here's one of their own. And he's getting applause from his audience. Now, whether that's uh, canned applause or fake applause, whatever, you know how they put the little flashing light up there. Rather, sure. that's that. I don't know. I can't say. But it sounds an awful lot to me like his audience is actually agreeing with him. And they continue to go along with the agenda and and beat people over the head with that agenda based on politics rather than on science and evidence, which is what they've been beating everybody over the head with for the last 12 months. Just an observation. All right, let's shift. Let's because that that narrative's is falling apart, right? Even like I said, even the, the hardcore left wing guy, Bill Maher, even he is is turning against it. And you know something? One last thing on him. I, like I said, I don't agree with the guy on 99 percent of the stuff he says. Well, I'd say about 95 because there's a couple of things I do agree with him on 95 percent of the stuff. I don't agree with Bill Maher. But you know something? Bill Maher doesn't hate the country. You can say what you want about him. He doesn't hate the country. The country he lives in has allowed him to make hundreds of millions of dollars. He's not going to turn around. Now, he sees things differently. Don't misunderstand that. He sees things differently. He thinks that we need to have different programs and, and different social structures and all that stuff. Okay, we can argue that stuff all day long, but he's not out there torching the Constitution. He has a right to say the things that he says. Though I don't agree with it, we can sit down and we can talk those ideas out. He actually does that. That's why he has a forum. He actually has. Albeit a viewpoint that I don't agree with, he at least has the wherewithal and the ability to sit down and talk to somebody he doesn't agree with and talk out the ideas. Though I believe he's wrong on certain things, we can disagree on those things. But at least he, in a prominent position as as he's in, he's not shut off to other ideas. He doesn't just come out and say, well, uh, we're we're not following the same lines. Uh, I I don't even want to speak to you. He will at least hear it. I can't believe I, in all my days, I didn't think
1: I'd be sitting up here defending Bill Maher in all my days. There's a lot of people that I don't agree with that I would still take the stance of saying they have the right to say what they're saying. First Amendment. You know, I'm I'm a First Amendment absolutist when it comes to freedom of speech, for example. I, I, I believe whatever it is, you have you should have the freedom to say it.
0: OK, I, I, I see where you're coming from. We've gone back and forth about that before. But mm-hmm. when it comes to tomorrow, I mean, we're, we're talking about... Like here's a guy that, like I said, I I don't agree with him on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. at least he doesn't hate the country. You know what I mean? He he doesn't hate it. He sees it differently, but he doesn't hate it. These other people, the ones that are out there smashing out businesses and and like Maxine Waters out there in the streets with the rioters. Yeah, that's somebody that detests the country. That's somebody that hates the country.
1: Yeah. Well, the rhetoric they're spewing is that America was founded on a racist. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. every single institution Come is racist. That. Give me a it's break. It's like, w- where, how, what, what, what are you talking about? Like. It, Idiots. Yeah. It,
0: all right. L- all right. Let's let's move on. So, um, <laughs> you know, we talked last week about what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, and I ran this one past Marty on Saturday, I said. I woke up. I was thinking about it all night because I heard Bruce and GP going back and forth about something. Yes, GP is alive. Yeah, for those for those that that want to know, yes, GP is alive. He'll be back with us at some point. Uh, He's working on something else for us at the moment. But what if? we're wrong about Putin. You know, we were talking about, and, and I I mean, I that's just my character. I, I look into things and I, I examine all avenues, right? I have to, because that's just who I am and that's what I do. But what if we're wrong about Putin? We were talking last week about Putin making all these aggressive movements. Well, what what I found interesting over the weekend was the headlines that we're seeing coming out of the Western media, the usual suspects, you know, Associated Press and, and the like, you know, New York Times and all the rest of it. They all seem to kind of agree with what we're saying about Putin. Well, that right there, is a red flag for me Mm -hmm. because if the mainstream media or the legacy media, as I put it, if they are Taking the same standpoint as us when it comes to the movements of Russia and what Putin are doing, that means then more than likely that's the agenda they want to promote for whatever agenda or for whatever message they want to carry. So that triggered into my head: what if we're wrong? What what if we're wrong? Now, hear me on this one: Putin is how do I put it? Putin is for Russia. He's for Russian interests. He is not for Western interests. He he doesn't. He doesn't really care whether or not the West lives or dies. I'll put it that way. Or does he? And the reason I say that is because here you have Putin who meets with Xi. Now, I, I laid it out last week. Well, what if Putin and Xi Jinping got together and said and, and Xi said, well, we need to take Taiwan because, you know, it's just a, it's a it's a thing we have to do. Uh, but we can't do that with the US, Australia and Japan. So if you can tie up the West with NATO in Eastern Europe, we will look the other way. All right. That's what I was thinking. But then I started thinking another way. And it's what I'm kind of leading up to here. What if I'm looking at this all wrong? What if Putin knows? Because I I fully believe, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe the listener agrees with this too. I don't know. But I fully believe that the agenda that we're seeing everywhere is being run out of Beijing. All roads lead to Beijing on this one, in my humble opinion. It's too coincidental. We're talking about lockdowns. We're talking about restrictions, 14 days to flatten the curve or a year later. Look at the way that we're being treated by our own governments and our own security services and, and police departments and all the rest of it. Look at the way we're being treated. We're being treated the same way that the poor, oppressed Chinese are being treated by their people. And I've been making the point all year long. Who have the Western elites sold us out to? Who have the corporations gone over and jumped in bed with? It's China. We're seeing all of these steps being taken now. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not the vaccine. Boris Johnson said it last week. It's not the vaccine. It's the lockdowns. Okay, vaccine aside, let's look at the lockdowns. Lockdowns because of what? That came from where? So the agenda continues. So what if Putin works a deal with G to take the Ukraine? What I'm trying to figure out at the moment, and Bruce and I are working to confirm this, what I'm trying to figure out right now is, did the Ukraine declare war on Russia? Did that happen? And I must have missed it somewhere because I'm hearing that. But we're like I said, we're in the process of trying to confirm it. But it would play with the Biden administration. If you look at the Biden administration and their involvement with the Ukraine, and I'm talking about all that network that they set up over there, it is a real, real nasty game that they're involved with with Ukrainians. The Western leaders cannot be seen starting a conflict with the Russians. But if they can use a proxy to prod the Russian bear with a stick, then they'll do it. President Zelensky of the Ukraine met with Merkel and Macron over the weekend. Not really much was talked about it. I saw the videos of him getting off the plane in Paris, he and his wife, shaking hands with all the delegates, and then going to the meeting. A few hours later, Zelensky was coming out making claims, making threats to Russia. Okay, well, why was he only making those claims and making those threats after that meeting with Merkel and Macron? Why didn't he do it before that? Maybe Putin, and hear me on this one, because we're at a a critical juncture when it comes to history. History will show on the other side of this what was right and what was wrong, depending on how this goes. Right now is the time when you start seeing double crosses, triple crosses, and quadruple crosses. It always happens. Always happens the same way. What if Putin knows that if the West falls, and again, I'm not saying that he has any interest in, in keeping it up. Because at the end of the day, he's out for Russian interests. But let's be honest, what do the Russians and the Western nations have in common? If you have an agenda being pushed from Beijing of identity politics, divisive politics, and the West falls, where do you think they're going to turn that agenda to next? You see, George Soros and company, because he's not alone have been working to fund the color revolution and start the color revolution in Russia in the last year or two. Hasn't gone too well. Now they're trying it again with Navalny. It's not working. What if Putin, and this is just my brain working, what if Putin is moving west to stop these psychopaths that are trying to form a great reset, the global reset, the Davos group, Klaus Schwab and company that are in bed with the communist Chinese. Putin is not on board with a great reset. Russia is not on board with a great reset. Russia is for Russia's interests and no one else's. Now, I'm not saying that Putin would be doing us a favor, but what I am saying is that we would have a common enemy. We do have a common enemy. what are your thoughts on that the, am i am I wrong? Do you think I'm off track? Do you think that some of it bears relevance? none of it what what do you think?
1: so one of the major economy exports, if you will, for Russia is oil. that's one of their big ones, right the and natural top, gas. Uh, yeah, and natural gas, so fossil fuels in general um and crude palladium. oil palladium yeah, and palladium, but they're yeah. the world world leader in palladium produ- production right. Uh, just looking at from a fossil fuel perspective, um, the one of the agendas of the um, World Economic Forum, this this uh, great reset and everything, is to do away with fossil fuels. Um, the biggest buyers of fossil fuels from Russia, the West, is and China, the Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Finland, and then there's a big swath of other they list there. Next on the list is Belarus, uh, Lithuania, and other. And then you have China, Japan and other China and Japan and other are um, uh, looks like about half, pretty close to half of what they export to the EU. And then what that's they a, export to the U.S. is tiny. Ministry. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's Well, we can, we've we got a deal with the Middle East and we've got our actually our yeah. own that we can support ourselves with. But, I mean, it's in the Canadians. So mm-hmm. we have our own deal going on there. But that's a pretty even split, if you think about it, between the EU and and the Asian countries, the Asiatic countries. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty mm-hmm. even split.
1: Yeah. So interesting, the, uh, interesting to note there. If something was to happen to the Western culture, the Western countries, they lose – a huge swath of their income and their economy. Yeah, their economy would go back
0: into a deep depression, uh, and then they would be forced to go onto a war footing. But let's look at something else yep. here. You made you made an interesting point there. I wouldn't lump in Japan with the Far East at this point. At this point, I'm talking about geopolitically right now. They're on our side. I agree. I they're, agree. They're on our side. I,
1: I, that was just listed as Asia
0: country, right? That they right. export to. Yeah. Right. So. I would, I would work in Japan right now, geopolitically, just in this conflict, because we've got treaties with them, we've got agreements with them. Uh, that I mean, bad history, okay, fine. But we've made amends for that, and we're better because of it. So I would lump in Japan, with the Far East, because let's be honest, the Japanese are no friend of the Chinese. None. None. Uh, As a matter of fact, the Japanese, their fleet, their naval fleet could sink the entire Chinese fleet within 48 hours if they really wanted to. So that is a substantial amount. Now, I'm not saying I'm not dismissing China here as a main importer of Russian oil and gas. Certainly not. But let's be honest, the other slice of that pie is a whole hell of a lot bigger so
1: there's a lot more to lose
0: there in in terms of market share
1: yeah and um to your point about they're also one of the biggest uh, palladium exporters as well if the west collapses that's another market that would that would not go well but interesting to note if the west does collapse china's not really going to see much of a difference necessarily because they have a billion people to take care of there and manufacture for. Of course, you have other Asi- Asiatic countries that they're, that don't have quite the manufacturing base and you'll still want to consume from them. So it, it doesn't matter even if the West collapses because they still have potential for market. If, if they severed ties with the West is what I'm getting at. doesn't play. They don't have any food. They don't have any food, but if they go in and start annexing countries... Different story, uh, yes. Different that's story. a different story there.
0: So but right now, I mean, let's let's look at this, right? So the I, and I made this point last week. The Chinese bought more grain from the U.S. last month than they did all of last year, which means that China's out of food. Also, the other thing we've talked about the flooding that they've had there exactly. from the monsoon season. Yeah, exactly. Also, the other thing to consider here, and there's there's a I, I want to say that there's a. I don't want to say a Trump card here, uh, but that's, pardon the pun, but I'll talk about that in a second. Also, the largest pork producer in the United States is owned lock stock and two smoking barrels by the Chinese Communist Party, Smithfield Foods, formerly Zhenhua Foods. Of course, that got some bad press, so they had to change it back to Smithfield Foods. So um, yeah, that's that's the other thing, is they bought our largest pork producer. Why? Why on earth would we sell that to them? Why? The other Trump card that I'm looking at here, Three Gorges Dam. If that thing goes, if it if it collapses and rumor has it that it's, it's on one leg right now, if that thing goes, that's a bigger problem. We're talking about a human tragedy, the likes of which I don't think we've seen before. We're talking about 400 million people being affected if that thing were to fall. The Three Gorges Dam. And if it's built to the manner of, of Chinese people, Communist Party standards I'm sure that uh, because in the initial stages they say oh it could last ten thousand years then they revised that statement to it could last a thousand years then they revised it again after another state inspections and said yeah it's probably not going to make it hundred years so that thing's going to come down at some point some are speculating that it could be as early as within the next year or two maybe but if that thing goes we're talking I, I saw a simulation of it I want to say it was like six hours six hours 400 million people would be displaced that would put them in a very bad spot the chinese that would put the chinese communist party in a very bad spot because i don't think that the government would be able to maintain at that point i don't think that that the party would continue on i don't think not when you have that many people displaced not when you have a tragedy of
1: that magnitude i don't think because right now they're hanging on by a threat anyway if something like that were to have happened, to happen, the the only way they could really retain power in that scenario, I would think, is if uh they had their digital currency in place and they had their social credit system in place uh, across the nation. And then when that something like that happens, they go on a war footing. I, I think that's the only way that they would really retain power, because mm-hmm. then the people would be focused on, well, social credit. uh I can't do anything because the the currency. You know, I'll lose access to my money, my life. And, um, yeah, but you're talking 400 million people more. that would be
0: displaced. Yeah. I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the casualties. I'm talking right. about the people that would be displaced because of the massive flooding. All the agricultural, right. uh, regions, all of the, uh, little farm towns and stuff, and all the little provinces, all gone. Wuhan, under 12 meters of water, minimum,
1: minimum. Yeah. You, you could, you could end up seeing a bunch of people get con- uh, conscripted and they go in and, Try to take land from other countries to get the food. Uh, I, I would imagine you, you would see something like that. That that would be a very desperate. The ruling party would have um, they would have to do some very desperate actions to to retain power. And I think that's that that would be a catalyst for uh, you, you seeing in a you know million man army or whatever you want to call it marching west. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, is. I'm I'm torn on the the bit we were talking about with Russia because on one side of things you have Russia really would uh, benefit from the West collapsing in a sense because we've been in we've been in constant fighting with each other you know since World War II really I mean since then as we've kind of been at each other's necks and have, have it's been a Cold War it's never gone away now if if we were taking out of the picture the West that would be beneficial to them. And I apologize, the dog's barking in the background. I think Russia might, I, I think they would benefit from it. So I'm I'm torn on the fact of uh, whether or not Russia would take action uh, to try to save the West in a sense. I know for lack of a better word, I don't think they're intending to save the West. I think they're intending to save themselves. And in the, in the process, they would be benefiting the West. Um, I can see that, but at the same time, it's difficult to say they would do that as well, because it would benefit the West. So it's a it's a tough one to say. It depends on if, if Putin is more concerned about his people, his country I think uh, he is. than uh, the feud we have with them.
0: I think he's more concerned about a, a Russian future than a Western one, for sure. I mean we can take care of that that's not a problem that's that's not a problem we can forge our own way we can take care of this we have to get rid of these these freaks first but um I think we have a common problem. Uh, And believe me, there's plenty of trade deals to be had after this is all said and done. There's plenty of that. I made the point a couple of years ago when we were talking about the relations between uh, not really just America, but the West in general with the Russians. Now, let's be honest. And I was talking to you offline about this the other day. I said, whether you like it or not, the Russian economy, if you look at it now, it's a whole hell of a lot better than what it was 20 years ago when that wall came down, without a doubt without a doubt. So they've made advances. They've tried 80 years of communism and said, you know what? We're going to try something else. It's killed 40 million of our own. We're going to try something else. Do you have any idea how amazing both the West and Russia could be built up if we actually had an honest trade system set up, a fair trade system between the two of us? That would be unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. That would lift everybody up. But see, these people that are in charge here, the elites, they don't want that. They don't want that. They have enough problems trying to deal with people that want to be independent and nations that want to be independent now. They don't want any more than what they're already dealing with. So no, they don't want Russia to be built up. They don't want the West to be built up. And imagine if we threw these freaks off and we started working together. Oh, they would really hate that. Of course, I don't think they're going to be around to see it, although I would like for them to be so they can actually see their failure and witness it. That would be my solution to that problem. But history tells
1: a different tale, and that's to be determined. Uh, just to add to your point about Russia doing better now than they were, mm-hmm. um, according to the leftist library, if you will, Wikipedia. Uh huh. Russia has two hundred forty-six thousand millionaires. Oh, really? That wouldn't have been that. Wouldn't have been possible. Hell, twenty years ago, probably. No, wouldn't have been
0: possible when the wall was up. Yeah, that too. Yep, they're trying something different. So anyway, all right, we are going to have to go. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel yet, get over there, get signed up to us. We're mirroring all of our podcasts we're putting out here every day. And we're also doing an exclusive podcast, except for the last two weeks because of holiday. And then, yeah, there was a technical problem the other day. But rest assured, you will get that extra podcast this week. Uh, So yeah, get signed up to us over there. Also, you'll be able to get access to our news feed over there as well. Uh, You'll also be able to take part in putting some comments in, having some discussions. I believe Marty was involved with a discussion today or two. Uh, it was yeah it was really quite interesting anyway so yes uh, do get signed up to us over there also if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips and we would ask you to pass this along to friends family known associates we are trying to grow but we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass this along we would appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcast also if you're a rating podcast if you give us a rating when you get a chance that would be fantastic as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right that will do it for today so thank you for being here today Bruce. thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening